someone. Always trust my gut. Hello and welcome to Gutted. I'm Elise. And I'm Tony. And we are here to spill our guts about horror films. Welcome to episode 21. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. We have another gut reaction episode for you today. We'll be discussing a film from 2005 called Tamara, directed by Jeremy Haft and written by Jeffrey Reddick. And this is an episode in four acts. First, we will recap the first half of the film. Then we'll go over five predictions each of what we think will happen in the second half. We'll then watch the rest of the movie and come back with our prediction results and then award ceremony. And if you haven't seen Tamara and want to play along, it's currently streaming on Amazon Prime and Tubi, our favorite. Mm-hmm. Watch about 48 minutes, press pause, and come up with some of your own predictions. I have a question. Yeah. <clears throat> Why are we watching Tamara from 2005? Why are we watching Tamara? <laughs> this is a movie that I have never heard of. We popped on the first half and it seems like a direct to video full moon kind of picture. So, it's not, but it's not full moon. It's not. No, but that's what it seems mm. like to me. So I'm curious how or why did you come up with Tamara as our episode for today? I'm curious that you're curious because we actually own Tamara. <laughs> yeah, but it's like in a multi-pack. It is in a, it's all, <laughs> only in like a four pack. So we actually purchased Tamara in a four pack with like other movies called Drive Through, That Clown, mm-hmm. and a Boy Eats Girl, and another movie <laughs> called Creep, but not the one that everybody else knows. It's something else with a Franca Potente. Right. Um, that I've never heard of. And so, it, so it seems like we are going into the deep cuts today for our gut reaction. I did want to watch Tamara at one point. You're like, no, let's watch Drive Through. So you have heard of it. You just forgot. And then I was on Instagram the other day and I saw one of the people that we follow had watched this and she was like, this is an awesome movie. And I didn't want to read any of the comments because I knew that we owned it and I wanted to see it. So I was like, okay, this is probably a good time to watch Tamra. Well, you know, if it's a recommendation from the horror community, then it's got to have something to it. Yeah. And um, we have already watched the first half of this film. So what the heck is going on? In our first half, uh, we open with a spell montage. We don't see who is conducting these spells, but we do see a lot of spell accoutrement, like tarot cards. Yes. A lot of candles. And we have that sort of, um, I don't know exactly how to describe it, other than that sort of soft soundtrack that you would see in a full moon pictures (laughs) type of movie. So I'm already thinking like, all right, direct to video and low it's a lower budget however it's not the lowest budget it looks like there is some production value it seems somewhat decent yeah Yeah. especially for 2005 exactly yeah yeah uh and so so someone is cooking something up in their bedroom with a sword and some salts i wonder who it is is it tamra be because then (laughs) we cut to a hot girl at school Wearing pumps and a really short skirt. Totally 2005. Totally 2005. Yeah, Yeah. those really short, almost like skater skirts that kind of flow out. And you know, you cannot bend down whatsoever in those skirts without 
you know, it's kind of like to. the adult industry star style. Was this around the time of Kardashians or Paris Hilton? It's sort of it's like around in the that time vein. of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Right. I think, I think it predates Kardashians. Though. Yeah. So a lot of short skirts, a lot of like push up bras. And yes. The, the era of the bombshell bra from Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Definitely. So hot Tamara bursts into her English teacher's room. And she's like, I like you. He's like, I like you too. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. So they start uh, getting hot and heavy on the desk. Of yeah. Course. And it's like, it's like, whoa, okay. This is going to end up being like a, like a porno kind of, it has that vibe to it. It has too. a little bit of a soft core uh, style to it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you for a pack. <laughs> Some late night Cinemax action here right off the bat. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even think you close the classroom door. Have some discretion here. Maybe mm. she's 18. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and then she turns to the window and she sees that uh, her, like there's a whole crowd of the school just like watching her and they're banging on the window. She's like, oh no, this is embarrassing. Of course she wakes up. Are you getting Carrie vibes right off the bat here? You know, okay. When I first saw this movie and I just saw the poster, I thought, oh, this looks like Carrie. Or looks it like looks like Carrie. Uh, we were also talking about the Megan Fox. Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. This predates Jennifer's body by like four years. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of getting that vibe just from the cover. We we're like, oh, OK. Hot girl in high school. Yeah. Seeking revenge. For what? We don't know. We will, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she wakes up and Tamara's really mousy. And I do think... <laughs> They do a better job than the she's all that form of mousy where they just give her like some eyeglasses. But she has the ponytail. She has a ponytail. Oh, no, she's ugly. <laughs> and she has the oversized jacket. I didn't think that style looked that bad. It looked kind of like, um, you know, like that early 2000s Urban Outfitter style. No, no, it looked bad. Was it bad? She oh. was wearing like a giant dress shirt underneath this like sack like denim pillowcase dress and a ponytail. <laughs> I didn't think it looked that bad. And a, like she had a lot of like hair in her face and still I clearly mean, she like. She still looked cute, but definitely more mousy than yeah. her little mini skirt and bombshell bra. Right. So it's like she's clearly a model who just look, looks a little disheveled. Yeah. They gave her some really pale foundation. Right. And no eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> so they moused her up and then it turns out, shoot, she's a writer. She wrote an article that exposed the campus football players of using steroids. Yes. Yeah. And so she's a smart girl. She's an outcast. She's a loner. Mm -hmm. All those things. She's into witchcraft. This is a recipe for a good time. It's brewing. Yeah. Something is <laughs> brewing. And of course, like. The people who she's outing as doing steroids are these total douchebag jocks. The, yeah. the characters that we have come to know in this era of horror films or just films or just this era in general. Yeah, the early aughts, douchey 30 year old jocks. In right. high school. Of course. Yeah. Everyone at this school looks like they're in their 30s. Of Except course. Except for Tamara. And when Tamara, when Tamara is mousy, I'm like, all right, she could be in high school. I believe it. I didn't believe that. I thought she looked like she was at least 27. No, not Tamara. The jocks for sure. 27. <laughs> the main blonde jock looks like he's pushing 40. Like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this guy a teacher? Is he a coach? Yeah. <laughs> the brown haired jock with the drinking problem. He, his name is Patrick, but the blonde okay. guy, I didn't catch his name. I didn't catch any of their names. Honestly, I just called them. Um, there's the main douchebag. There's the dumb douchebag. There's the LA douchebag. And no. then there's the girl with the really ugly hat. And then the Chloe. 
No, the LA douchebag, I didn't really see him as a douchebag. He, well, okay, he was a little cooler than the others, but he was still kind of gave me a douchey vibe. He's got like the straight bleach blonde long hair, kind of looked like that dude from Party Down. So he doesn't have a style that is very becoming, (laughs) but I did not view him as a douchebag. Um, Patrick and Blonde Jock, definitely not good dudes. The the blonde guy from L.A., though, that guy's just like, yeah, I got here from L.A. What's going on? What's cool, guys? Yeah. And the jocks were like, yeah, I'm going to invite you to this party. At and, a CD motel. Yeah, at a CD motel. And the blonde guy's like, okay, cool. And the blonde guy knows Chloe. Well, I'm just saying that none of the characters have impressed me, really. Maybe Chloe. Maybe and Chloe. Tamara clearly is... An interesting character. The teacher seems kind of foolish. I well, I just said foolish because I couldn't think of another word. Douchebag. You think <laughs> a you, lot of douchery going on here? Yeah. Okay. So so Tamara is bullied by the two main jocks and one of the jocks' girlfriends. Uh, some I think she's a cheerleader or maybe she's just really cool. Who knows? She's Who always knows? hugging up on her boyfriend. She's and hugging she up has on that the, horrible hat. She's hugging up on the blonde, the blonde <laughs> jock. She has a really horrible big puffy hat, like a big puffy with a brim hat. Yeah. Those things were cool back in the yachts. I don't think those were ever cool. No, they might I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, if I ever saw that at any point in any decade, I would say not cool. I think it's the same hat that Sarah Michelle Gellar wore in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, When okay. she got her hair chopped off. Yes. She's like, I'm going to put on this really oversized puffy hat to hide my ugly hair. <laughs> exactly. That's when you get to wear those it's, hats. <laughs> yeah. So... Some, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's a very necessary hat. Uh, this girl, maybe she doesn't like her haircut. Who knows? Uh, she yeah. is obviously a bully of Tamara. We do get this one scene in the locker room where she's like, oh, hey, Tamara, you wrote that article about my boyfriend and I don't like you now. And Chloe stands up for her. She's like, whoa, leave her alone. Yes. And the, so, yeah, getting Carrie vibes again with the bullying in the shower or yeah, in the locker room. Exactly. But we do have, so Chloe's like the Sue Snell, but, you know, Sue Snell did have her moment of being like a jerk. But right, right, came around. Right. Chloe just seems like she's a good person and is standing up for people who are being bullied. Nice job, Chloe. Uh, what about this teacher? Oh, yeah. After Tamara's bullied by like the jocks and the cool girl, she goes to her teacher's classroom and he's like, don't you worry. All good things come to those who wait. She's like, oh, you're quoting literature at me. And then she goes in for a kiss. <laughs> what was she thinking? <laughs> I was just like, ooh, Tamara, read the room. That wasn't it. Well, you know, she went for it. She's, she, she's got, the, she got a crush. She made a choice and she tried it out. So points for being bold. But what were you thinking? You're smart. And the that girl with the really bad hat, although she's not wearing the hat at this moment, she's hiding around the corner. Yeah. Why is she hiding around the corner? She's sneaky. Who knows? Just to see what Tamara's up to. Yeah, because, you know, that's her project, just to sneak around and see if she can make fun of Tamara some more. Tamara spy. Yeah, yep. Tamara spy. It's a big part of her day. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool girl tells her boyfriend and then he's like, this is awesome. Now we have some material for a prank. Oh, yeah. And we all know that in high school... When a bunch of teenagers get get around and um, decide to prank one of the uncool or unpopular people in the school. It's very elaborate. It always goes well. Tamara gets rejected by the teacher and then, you know, she goes home. She's all like sad. Uh, but she gets a phone call from her teacher who's like, you know what? I had a change of heart. I do love you. She's like, well, what about <laughs> what about your wife who's pregnant? Uh, he's like, you know what? Forget about her. We're having problems. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to 
be able to recognize red flags because there were so many. I know. She's like, you sound kind of fuzzy. He's like, oh, yeah, bad reception. Yeah. Of course, we get that Nokia phone, the, you know, the classic early 2000s and the the douchey blonde guy. That's his name now. It's just douchey blonde douchey guy. Blonde guy. Douchey blonde guy. Uh, he's in the hot tub with his girlfriend making the call. Making <laughs> a like, prank call from a hot tub. If, if you need a scene to make you hate this character even more, it's like he's <laughs> making the the call in the hot tubs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With his girlfriend on his side. She's always like hugging up on him for yeah. some reason. In a hot tub at a seedy motel. Don't these guys have parents? I don't think they were at the motel at that point. I think that hot tub was at the motel. I think uh, that was supposed to be at his house. That's his house. Because usually the uh, douchebag jocks are also the rich kids. They're rich. They have hot tubs. Ugh. We know this. So, yeah. So Tamara's like, awesome. My love spell worked because she had conducted a love spell to like try to make her teacher fall in love with her. But she didn't complete the last step. Which was spilling blood on the the. The spell page. The spell page, yeah. She didn't do it. She couldn't do it. She's like, oh, what am I doing? Yeah. But then when she got that call, she's like, oh my gosh, I guess I didn't need the blood. It worked. <laughs> Good for me. I'm an awesome witch. So she gets all glammed up. She curls her hair. She's wearing this cute little like navy blue dress. Still has the dumpy jacket. Still has the dumpy. Well, she can't like show it all on her way to the seating motel. Yeah, that's true. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. You don't know who's going to see you in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to a different motel room. That's where we have our party mm-hmm. with the two jocks, the cool girl, the alternative um, the kids, California guy, the California guy, Chloe. And there's also this um, AV guy, the smart guy. Yeah, the, he's, he's the guy who sets up the, the camera that's in the other room. He set it up. Well, that's why he got invited because he's the oh, AV guy. I didn't understand why he was even invited. Sp- uh, specifically to set up the camera for this next part that we're going to get. That makes, I missed that. I yeah. was like, why did they invite this guy? They obviously don't like him. They like call him a nerd and whatever. Yeah. So that makes more sense why that guy is there. His name's Roger. And the jocks tell everyone, oh, we hired a stripper to strip in the adjacent motel room with a video camera. So we're going to stay in this one and watch the stripper. And yeah. they're all like, yeah. <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> this sounds cool. But then they told Tamara. Um, well, actually, the only one who knows uh, that Tamara is going to be pranked, I think, is the blonde jock and his girlfriend. Blonde right? jock, the girlfriend, and Patrick. Honestly, it seems like a lame party. It doesn't It not... sounds terrible. Yeah. I don't know why this California guy would stick around. Well, he was looking for anything to do. He's bored in this town. He's bored. Yeah. Uh, so Tamara shows up and there's a note on the bed that says, get undressed. I'll be right out. And heart teacher love. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Teacher. And so she does. Tamara has a great body and a cute little strapless bra. Of course. Yeah. It's like as soon as she takes off her dumpy jacket, she just has like, like, whoa. Yeah. Like <laughs> rock hard abs rock hard and abs. skinny waist and giant boobs. Yeah. Pilates body. Yeah. And she gets into the bed and like cozies up. She's waiting for her teacher. And then the door opens from the bathroom. He's like, how much do you love me or something? She's like, I love you. And he comes bursting out of the room and he grabs his video camera. He's like, you got pranked. He says, actually, I wrote this down. He says, (laughs) this was, he says, welcome to reality TV, bitch. Mm -hmm. And he's filming her 
Um, she's in lingerie basically, and he's just filming her being embarrassed. So that this is the prank. And she's trying to get away and he's like yanking her back and shoving the camera in her face. Yeah. And everybody in the other room, they're all laughing except for Chloe. Chloe's like, what the heck? Where is she? And she like slams the cool girl against the wall. And she's like, you tell me which room she's in right now. Yeah. Like, okay, good. Chloe at least is not standing for this. Right. Uh, even Roger, he doesn't really say stop this. He just says, you didn't tell me it was her. He didn't know what was going on. To be fair, like none of them really knew what none was going on. None of them on. knew. And so they were just there. Yeah. The guy from California, he doesn't look pleased. Roger looks really upset and Chloe is pissed. Yeah. The guy from California kind of invited himself to this party. Yeah. So he wasn't supposed to be a part of the plan, but somehow no. he got just he's, roped into it. He just wanted something to do. Yeah. <laughs> but not really um, aggressive um, sexually assaulting pranks. That's not what he wanted. Right. So then Tamara finds out that um, what's going on and she go, she leaves the hotel room and then she sees Chloe outside. Chloe's like, Tamara! And totally misinterprets it. Tamara's like, it was you? I trusted you. Yeah. So she comes barreling towards Chloe and starts punching her and beating her up and the other ones are trying to get her off and um, trying to get Tamara off of Chloe. And there's a scuffle. She is being held from behind by one of the jocks and she bites him and he shoves her and she slams her head against the coffee table mm-hmm. and dies. Yep. And you know she's dead because her eyes are popped wide open and a pool of blood is forming. I think they do check her pulse as well. They check her pulse and they're like, I don't feel a pulse. And then all of a sudden, just like or right off the bat, the blonde guy's like, We we need to we need to not say anything. We need like this was an accident. You know, it's it's all the like cliched things that someone would say in that situation. He's the total Ryan Felipe from I know he did last summer. And so out of the six of them, he's going around to all the other five. and He's like, we're taking this to the grave. You guys all have stuff to do in your lives. We're not going to say a thing. (laughs) And of course, Chloe is the Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's the only one that's like, I can't believe I'm hearing this. This is immoral. But They still all go along with it and they end up at the grave and they decide to bury Tamara. Hold on. This was the part where I was just like, Chloe's like, no, this is wrong. We have to call the cops. And the blonde jock is like, I have you on the, uh, I have you recorded. You know, you're the one that blah, blah, blah. You were fighting with her. Yeah. He's going to say like, it's my word versus yours. And he's holding the camera and he's like, I have proof because maybe they were struggling. But there was clearly a moment where you can hear Chloe on the videotape saying, leave her alone, don't hurt her. So out of all of them, I think Chloe would be pretty safe. She would. However, I don't think the writing of this movie is that sound. So (laughs) I was just annoyed. I was like, come on, Chloe. You obviously were recorded having like trying to protect her. There's a lot of come on man moments within the first 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah. So they they go deep into the woods and they bury her in a shallow grave and like, all right, problem solved. (laughs) That's how you cover up a murder. Of course. (laughs) No DNA is going to be found at that motel room. Uh, and then, and then they go to, go to school the next day. Everything's good. You know, what's crazy though. Okay. So out right after they bury her, they're like, did you see that? And then undead Tamara pops up and slits the blonde jock's throat. Oh yeah. And then she stomps on Patrick's head and you're like, whoa, like that, that took no time. (laughs) She's got right. But then, um, Chloe wakes up and it's, it's her dream. And so I'm like. What part of this was the dream sequence? Like, at what point did the dream sequence start? 
Yeah. They did not make that clear. That was not clear. So, but I mean, obviously they did bury her because she looked at her arm and it was dirty or something. She had a bruise. <laughs> she had or, a bruise. Yeah. So we know that they at least buried her, but then that um, little imagining of the main jock getting his throat ripped off yeah. was part of the dream. That was a dream. Right. Uh, and so of course the next morning at school, they're all looking at Tamara's empty desk and they're taking a test and like, Oh man, what did we do? But then, worry not, hot Tamara comes in. <laughs> she's alive and well. She's got well. the mini skirt. She's got the red um, tank top thing, the push-up bra and the stilettos and just walks in all confident and casual. Yeah. And the teacher doesn't even do a double take. He's like, you're going to have to retake that test. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like, whoa, Tamara. Okay. You tried something different. Good job. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, you need to retake that test. She's like, no problem, Mr. Teacher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah. And then so immediately they're at school and we know what's going to happen here. Tamara is going to seek her revenge and she goes for the um, she goes for Roger. I know. First, I was right like, you know what? Bat. I don't think it's fair that you went for Roger first. He was kind of like maybe the third least guilty She's got to go for the low hanging fruit. So everyone who was there is guilty, whether they felt bad or not. And she even says that when she goes after Roger, because he's like, I didn't want you to be hurt. And she's like, but what about your scholarship? You were more worried about that yeah. than trying to stand up for me. So then uh, he is on like the school broadcast system. And um, this scene was actually like, you know, for this movie, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of shocking. Yeah. Uh, he, she, she forces him through witchcraft and, uh, you know, all that, you know, magical spells to cut off his own ear. He, but he tongue. has, he's just like, I, I can't remember. He doesn't admit to doing anything wrong to Tamara. He's just like, um, he's like, I'm regretful for my actions and I must pay. I like, must pay. Like, and so first he grabs his ear and he's like, I hear no evil. And he chops off his ear. <laughs> and then he's like, speak no evil. And he chops off the tip of his tongue. Yeah. And by that point, the only faculty member in the school is the teacher. So he's like <laughs> booking it over to the AV club. And he's like, oh no, Roger, don't do it. Yeah. No principal. They couldn't afford any more actors. Let's get real yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> but so he's trying to save him and he ends up like breaking the window right the as window. Roger stabs himself in See the eye no with evil a, plunge into yeah, the eye with an exacto blade i know he also like doesn't wince in pain or doesn't scream or anything when he's cutting off his ear or his tongue he just well, takes because it. he's possessed yeah you he's, don't a, feel he's anything in when a you're trance possessed. yeah for sure yeah, yeah. So Roger's dead. And then five students remain. They're like, we need to go visit that open grave. Let's make sure we buried make her. Make sure she was dead. Uh, and then they visit the grave and it is open. Okay. But they did find a bloody love spell. And you're like, oh, that's how come she came back to life. Right. They're they're figuring it out. The love yeah. spell that she had almost completed but couldn't because she couldn't stab her hand with a sword. Yeah. Uh, when she died and bled on her love spell, yeah. that brought her back. Don't mess with blood and books. It's always a recipe for disaster. Never bleed on your books. Yeah. Huh, Jason Furhees. Oh, we got a visitor. This is Jason Furhees. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jason's first podcast. We actually had Jason locked away in like one of the rooms and she true to true to Jason form bust down the door. <laughs> Which, she she knows no doors. She yeah, just she, busts through. No doors. All right. Bye, Jason. Bye, See Jason. you later. Thanks for coming. <laughs> All right. And then Right before we stomped the, our 
tape, not tape, right before we start. Our tape? <laughs> We're not watching a VHS. <laughs> well, what, era, what era are you in right now? No, I like tapes. Uh, right before we stopped our movie, mm-hmm. uh, we cut to the teacher at home. His wife's not there, but who is? Tamara. Hot Tamara. Hot Tamara. Yeah, I think she's going to be hot Tamara from here on out. She will she's, be hot Tamara yeah. from here on out. And she's like, I'm sorry to just walk on in here, but I need your help. And then and we like, ooh, we what's going to happen? Yes, we stopped here. Exactly. All right. Juicy. Ooh, titillating. <laughs> uh, before we get into our predictions, I just want to ask you, what did you think of the first half? I am impressed. I am actually really enjoying this film. I am getting the definite I know what you did last summer vibes, uh, pre Jennifer's body vibes and Carrie. Yeah. I, you know, for a low budget film, it's decent. I wouldn't say I'm impressed yet, although I'm holding out hope. Oh, my other thing that it reminds me of, it's like to me, it's like. She's all that meets Carrie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meets, I know you did last summer. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why I'm slightly less impressed than you is because of the characters themselves. They're all pretty bad characters, in my opinion. Tamara seems okay. Like, she's clearly, like, a attractive model type person who they made to be this sort of, like, mousy outcast Carrie type girl. So... I was just like, all right, I, I get it. It's low budget and whatever. But I mean, even I was Sissy, able to let that go. Even Sissy Spacek, I mean, did the same thing. It's like, okay, Sissy Spacek obviously looks yeah, but like she an attractive has, girl. But she has like a sort of unique beauty. Like this girl was clearly a model. She clearly has like fake boobs. No, Tamara. No, she had a bombshell bra. <laughs> Those were not fake. Those were were t- um, advertised to increase your cup size by two. <laughs> so they were not necessarily fake. Well, you know, anyways, then it's just like the annoying high school characters, these like douchey jock guys. Oh yeah, they're the worst. And even the alternative LA guy who's supposed to be the sort of like, I don't know, uh, generic skater surfer guy. Yeah, but I kind of like him though, because in that moment when they were trying to like think quickly about what to do in the situation when they thought Tamron was dead, Mm -hmm. he looked at Chloe very rationally. He was just like, I was scratched. Like she scratched me. My DNA is under her fingernails. Yeah. And so you almost have to put yourself in that guy's situation. Like, okay, am I going to be believed that this was just all an accident? The jock guys are totally out for self-preservation. They are not there to tell the truth. And the Ellie alternative guy, he knows that. He knows that he will probably take the fall because the jock guys are probably pillars of the society. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying I'm less than impressed with Every single one of the characters. I'm willing to to give a pass to Tamara, but even like the teacher, like I'll take Jay Moore and Cherry Falls over this teacher. <laughs> um, the Chloe, she's okay. I'm fine with Chloe. She seems like she is genuinely uh, feels bad for Tamara. Yeah, I'm enjoying Chloe and the blonde California guy because I do yeah. feel like, all right, he at least thought about it and he's just scared. I mean, yes, you should just, you know, go to the cops. But hey, easier said than done. For it being a lower budget film, it's interesting enough. It kind of feels a bit to me like um, like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or oh, Charmed. yeah. yeah. Um, or like if you were to make a TV series out of, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. It has that feel to me. 
I could see that. It definitely does seem like a charmed Buffy crossover episode. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I need a bunch of dimension out of these characters, but they are so flat and one dimensional that I I just don't really care what happens to them. Yeah. But I'm willing to stick around and see what happens. Yeah. And I thought the effects were fairly decent. Like when Roger was dying or when Roger was being accosted by... I don't know, evil Tamara. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to show you what it was like to be buried alive. And <laughs> she's like, your mouth, you try to scream, but your mouth is full of dirt. And he starts coughing up dirt for a long time. Like a yeah. lot of dirt came out of his mouth. I was <laughs> like, job, Oh, Roger. yeah. Was that actual dirt? He had some worms <laughs> coming out of his arm. Yeah. His arm split open and like worms came out. So I thought the effects were like fairly decent for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Not yeah. too bad. Not too bad. All right. Should we get into some <laughs> predictions? Yes. Let's get into predictions. Okay. And you I kept to- mine fairly basic this time. And I just kind of like, if it's part of the bonus kudo, I labeled that. So there's no confusion this time. <laughs> you just have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of ideas. And it's hard to um, to compact <laughs> that into five predictions. It's hard to edit. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's okay. We just, yeah, as long as you're clear with what the prediction is yeah. and the kudo. Yeah, I'll part. say prediction and then I'll say my bonus kudo. I have no kudos. I'm just going for straight basic predictions because I don't think that anything that crazy is going to happen and if it does i will be surprised in a good way in a pleasant way in a pleasant i'll be pleasantly surprised yes (laughs) all right do you want to start sure all right all right let's go with your predictions what's going to happen here prediction number one main blonde jock dies oh didn't see that coming i feel like that's pretty obvious (laughs) and you don't think he's going to be the final dude He's not going to be the final dude. He's going to be like, bro, bro, we found the spell and we can reverse the love spell, bro. And I'm sorry for all the errors of my ways. <laughs> my character arc, I'm very remorseful. Yeah. And, and then just drops an F-bomb slur right at the end. Credits roll. Ish. I can see that happening no. for sure. Uh, my bonus kudo is that he <laughs> dies by being seduced and drowned in his hot tub. Wow. Okay. I like that. I like bringing the hot tub back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, prediction two, the jock's girlfriend dies at some point. Bonus kudo. <laughs> She's strangled with her giant hat. Oh man. She's suffocated. With the hat? Yeah. Her, her whole, <laughs> whole face enveloped by this hat. No, it wasn't. Oh, like okay. <laughs> I was going to be like, wow, that sounds like a great way to end the second half. Yeah, I know. But I feel like the bonus kudo for my, my bonus kudo for that death is that she'll die in the locker room. Maybe they'll do like a prom night to hello, Mary Lou and like smash her in the locker. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, prediction three, Patrick, the sidekick jock dies at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bonus kudo for that is that he uh, he drinks poison in a seedy motel room. Oh, yeah, he thinks it's his his alcohol, but it's actually poison. And he like has this really awful, like gut wrenching death. It's like worm's wart or frog's breath. Yeah. Worm's wart. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more curious than worm's wart. Nothing more suspicious than worm's wart. Or is it I frog's totally, breath? I botched. I don't know. I botched mm, it. Yeah. Worm's wart. Nothing more suspicious than frog's <laughs> breath. Prediction four. Chloe lives. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. My bonus kudo for that is that she does a spell to try to reverse the events. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So she gets into witchcraft she, as a way to empathize and uh, just kind of see what it's all about. See what Tamara is going through. Yeah. Like what did, how did this even happen? And so she, cause she has the spell. She took that with her. 
And so she's going to try to reverse the spell. Oh, okay. Reverse all the events that have happened thus far. And my whopper. The whopper. Is that at the end, Chloe wakes up. <laughs> she did reverse the spell and they go back to the beginning of the movie. So, so who's dreaming? Because in the beginning, Tamara was dreaming. Yes. So she's dreaming about Tamara dreaming about being hot, seducing the teacher. Yeah. Wow. Because this we've is... had we've had two wake up moments from dream sequences. Yeah. So I feel like they're going to do this a third time. Rule yeah. of three. You know, I think that might be your best prediction yet. Thank you. Just ever overall. Wow. <laughs> best one. They didn't know how to end this movie. So <laughs> it's all a dream. Well, it's not that it was all a dream. It's that Chloe, it, it became a dream because Chloe reversed the events. Oh, okay. And then she wakes up as if it was a dream. But then hot Tamara comes to school. And she's like, what? She's and like, roll credit. She's like, you look like you've seen a ghost credits <laughs> yeah that's my whopper all right wonderful predictions i love that i think that if any of those come true this is going to be a fun second half mm, thank you yeah thank you uh all right my predictions number one you know i i thought that it was just obvious who's going to die so i just lumped them all into one prediction so mm -hmm. this i might get a fifth of a point if i get one out of five right <laughs> anyways going to die list main douche Dumb douche, L.A. douche, terrible hat lady, and dad. <laughs> Just kill them all off. They're all horrible characters. I forgot about the dad. He was mean. Yeah, dad's a drunk, and he seems like he might possibly be abusive. So he's dead, too. Everybody's yeah. going to be dead. All right, number two prediction. Going to survive. Chloe and I spare teach, although it's really hard for me, and especially because we've left the movie at the halfway point where Tamara is confronting Teach. So I feel like it's going to be a near miss. Like you think that she's going to kill him and then maybe the wife come home, comes home and then she's like, you know, she disappears. She or would never like kill him. She loves him. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, she loves him. So, but she's also, I don't know, evil or maybe well, she's seeking revenge though. So it's like, yeah, she's, who who does she need to seek revenge? Yeah, against? you didn't love me back. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So all that all that's gonna happen. That's that's two predictions right there. So th and the second one, I I could maybe get like a like a half point. So Chloe and Teacher live. Yeah. Got it. Going right. to survive. Yeah. So I had going to die, going to survive because this seemed like it was fairly obvious that yeah. a lot of people are going to die. Yeah. So. Like a bloodbath. Right. Uh, it's kind of like a slasher, mm -hmm. supernatural, witchcraft. High school made for TV slasher. Yeah. Love this subgenre. Sub <laughs> All right. Quite detailed. My, my number three prediction is that Tamara is going to rage on the whole school, Carrie style. Mm. And I only made that prediction because I thought, what would amp this movie up and make me think like, yeah, that was awesome. If they did a complete Carrie ripoff, let's, let's do it. I'm, it's I'm the all homecoming dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just maybe randomly. Maybe she, uh, there's just like another day at school and then she kills the whole classroom. Okay. Yeah. yeah just her cool. classroom. Yeah. She's going to rage out. So yeah. yeah. I have a feeling that might happen. Could happen. I'm very confident about that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> my next prediction, number four prediction, and uh, interesting because it's similar to one of your <gasps> predictions. I said that Chloe will find the book of spells and figure out a way to reverse the love binding Whoa. spell. Yeah. Dang. This is ultra complex movie script writing right here. You got a spell? Let's reverse it. Yeah, just read it backwards. <laughs> yeah done and done yep 
All right. So my whopper, and I know you're on the edge of your seat. Man. Just waiting, wondering. Well, because your number four was my whopper. So now I'm like, oh, what's more of so a whopper? So I have an even more whoppery whopper. I don't know if it's a whopper, <laughs> but it's more along the lines of like, is this going to be a Carrie ripoff? So <laughs> my number five whopper is that Tamara will appear to wink or flinch in a way to make it seem like she's not dead at the very end of the movie, right before credits roll. You know, like her dead body will will wink? It's like the Carrie scene where the hand reaches out of the grave. Oh, okay. So we'll have one of those like Carrie, like she's not dead scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think that they are going to, um, actually, I'm hoping that they just rip off Carrie for the second half. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Because then it's like a 2000s Carrie alternate made for TV. Yeah. Supernatural witch slasher. And start. I, yeah. Starts off like I know what you did last summer and then just kind of goes even more back in time. Straight to Carrie. Yeah. 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 And then that'd be fun. Then I then I would at least, uh, you know, appreciate the second half. Yeah. The first half, I, I'm still up for debate. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I, <laughs> I like it. I like Tamara. Tamara's cool. Yeah, Tamara is Everyone cool. Everyone else, I, that's why I want her to rage out on the whole school because I yeah. only like Tamara's character. Well, in the in the poster, she has an axe. So she's got to wield that at some point. Ooh, yeah. Waiting for that axe. Spoiled that's, in the poster. Well, I mean, that could be like your carry rage out scene. Yeah. She's got an axe. Yeah, that's true. All right. Um, all right. So any last thoughts before we I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch the second half. I'm of the excited movie. too. I'm ready to get going. All right. We are going to watch the second half of Tamara. Um, you should do the same if you're playing along and we will be right back. Tamara. In the flesh? What? I... How? Do you really care how? Aren't you just glad to see me? Oh, God, yes. Look, I'm sorry for what happened. I... You didn't mean for me to get hurt. No, I swear. Things just got out of hand. Yes. But you're okay. And that's all that matters. Do you really think I'm okay? You buried me, Roger. I'm sorry. Look, we thought that you... Do you have any idea what that was like? No. I... Well, let me show you. All right, we are back after the second half of Tamra, and this is your spoiler warning for the second half. All right, let's jump right into our prediction results. So I didn't get the Carrie Rage kill the whole school. We didn't get the Carrie Rage scene. In fact, like shortly after we came back, Patrick, or our sidekick douchebag, was passing out flyers to go to a party. And so the setting kind of took a turn. We were only at school for a little bit longer and then we ended up at a party. Yeah, Patrick's and that house. could have been the perfect opportunity. Yeah, the Carrie Rage scene could have been at the party. Yeah. The she's all that party. <laughs> the she's all that party. Yeah, but no, that didn't happen. Uh, instead, all the jocks got seduced by Tamara and then yeah. they became her minions. So it kind of was like everyone that Tamara touched and like did that little face caress. Yes. They became under her power. Except for Teach because she so when we left off before she went to Teach's place. Um, te- his name is Mr. Natoli and uh, went to go confront him like you want me blah blah blah. He's drinking his whiskey and all that. And uh, he, he didn't budge. He didn't budge. She's like, no, I'm married. And then she just left. And then she went to school and talked to his wife. And she was just like, 
hinting at her, like, you know, I would just hate it if I was in my thirties in a marriage that wasn't as good as it used to be hinting pretty hard at Mrs. Natoli. Yeah. And then right before she leaves the office as if Mrs. Natoli didn't get the hint, she's like, by the way, you'll never make him happy and you'll never have children. <laughs> Jeez, Tamara. She's in high school. She has to make it very clear. She's still learning how to be subtle. Yeah. Well, I liked her hinting before and then she made it very clear. And then yeah. of course it upset Mrs. Natoli. Everything about her is just, um, the opposite of, of subtle. Like she comes to school after being dead and she's in this like, um, party gown, this like skin tight, red skirt you know like like her garb that's not school attire that's no, like yeah you know she doesn't she doesn't know how to tone it down it's either zero like with the rubber band and the ponytail or it's a hundred well this is like the red dress this is her bucket list now she's like in a yolo mode you know where it's like well i i was mousy and then i died now i get another chance i'm gonna go the complete opposite <laughs> bucket list after you're dead yeah post dead bucket list yeah hey, she's already kicked the bucket if you get a second chance you might as well like that's the time to make your bucket list then for sure if you didn't have one before yeah <laughs> yeah all right so so yeah no no carry rage out kind of thing going on so no that's zero points moment. there no um we didn't see a um a love spell reverse. And I think you had the same uh, prediction. We did go to Tamara's house where um, after she had killed her father. Well, she goes home at one point and the dad's like, you look good, Tamara. Come on over here and give daddy a hug or something. She's like, ugh. Yeah, it's like, okay, it, there w seemed like he was uh, an abusive father. And now it's like, yeah, he's, it's clear. he's a creeper. Yeah. And he's a drinker. He's a creeper drinker. And Tamara does her thing. She touches daddy's chin. And she's like, go have a beer. Have the whole thing. And he eats <laughs> the bottle. And then she's like, there's more in the fridge. I don't know where that's going. <laughs> that would have worked in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You could eat the, the teacup and you can eat yeah, anything. Nice little sugar bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Looked fun. <laughs> but we later did get um, kind of a cool effect of the glass bulging out of his of dad's neck. And he's there lying there dead. Actually, I think he has like one last one gasp. last gasp just to terrify the yeah. people that find him. With the refrigerator door open and beer bottle in his hand or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Teacher Chloe and her California friend who we figure out his name is Jesse. Yeah. They're like something's up because now all of a sudden Patrick and Sean, the blonde jock, they like Tamara. And Keisha. She's, well, she's casting her love spell so she can touch anyone. And then now they are her love slaves. They could do her bidding, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So Patrick and Sean, uh, they're under the love spell or they're under the Tamara love spell. Yeah, and at the party. And, at the and, party. Yeah. And they they ended up, you know, being together, which was kind of nice for a them. A sweet moment for them. Yeah. They, you know, they had a good bond together and. Uh, but they're both terrible, despicable people as she reveals when she touches them. We get to get glimpses into their past. Right. They're just as bad as daddy. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. They've roofied people and raped people. So they're, they're horrible. Yeah. So they, they have whatever is coming to them. Uh, she touches Keisha's face. Keisha, poor Keisha. She has an eating disorder. Um, so she didn't do anything unsavory besides be a bully to anybody in her past. <laughs> um, but she does have an eating disorder and Tamara's like, 
now go eat something. And so and, she eats all these like fruits and vegetables. Yeah, she's eating healthy. She's eating carrots and broccoli. <laughs> she grabs a sandwich. <laughs> eats a sandwich. It looks like whole grain. This is at the party, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, it looks like she's actually maybe helping Keisha. But there was this really uh, nice scene of her puking out blood and what looked to be like some sort of soft serve some sort of brown, nasty, like poo poo type type of thing. Well, and she is also like just chunk, like puking out chunks of her insides too. She yeah, pukes it all up. But then it's like a dream sequence, another dream sequence that didn't happen. And that's when Tamara's like, "Go eat something." That was a dream sequence. Yeah, because after she like snapped out of it, the blood was gone. I didn't pick up on that. No, that didn't actually happen. I'm sad that you told me that because I I thought that that was cool. <laughs> I don't think she'd be able to walk if that was actually a thing. She actually <laughs> but she's chewing on her fingers and stuff. Yeah, well, because Chloe and Jesse take away her sandwich and then they realize that like she's been eating her fingers instead. So Chloe has to deck. Right. OK, yeah. So we're at, yeah, we're at the party and all this is going down. Tamara comes and she casts her love spell on everyone, causes a muck. Um, leads us to the, our our three character surviving characters, uh, Chloe, Jesse, and um, Keisha, and they're together. And th- this is when they're like seeking out the clues, and when they find yeah. the book and the spells, and it's all coming together. They yeah. grab Teach, so now Teach is involved. Yeah. So you know, back to the predictions. As far as like, all right, who dies? Let's just get right into it. I call the main douche. And dumb douche. So this is Patrick and Sean. Mm-hmm. They both died. I didn't specify how. And you know what? I did also have that they both died and they did not die in the way that I thought. They're under Tamara's spell and they're doing her bidding because they're love slaves yeah. to both each other and to her. And um, they go to uh, attack Mrs. Mrs. Natoli. Mrs. Natoli. She is feisty. She's yeah. on top of it. She just... Took that attack and totally like, bow, got both of them. Killed she's, both jocks. She's, yeah, she's running through her house and they're both coming at her with these giant butcher knives. And she makes her way to the basement, tries to lock the door. They're coming at her. They burst on in because they are jocks. They're very strong. And she, at one point, is cornered by Patrick and he has, he's choking her and she grabs a screwdriver, stabs him in the neck. Takes care of Patrick. Done. And then... The other guy kind of gets jousted with a broken shovel handle. Yeah. Then he's done. Yeah. Uh, So I had with my bonus kudo that Sean would get drowned in the hot tub, seducing and drowned in the hot tub. (laughs) Didn't happen. And that the Patrick guy would drink poison because he was obviously roofing some people at that party. Yeah. So I thought he would get a taste of his own medicine. Didn't happen, but I'm glad yeah. that he did get, you know, stamped in the throat. With there, there were no clever down. deaths here. It was no just kind deaths. of just they just kind of happened. Except for the daddy who ate all the beer bottles and died. Right. So anyone who Tamara actually killed had a, some sort of clever death. But she yeah. really only killed Roger and her dad. And in a clever way. Everyone else died either, yeah, in this sort of like self-defense break-in or self-sacrifice or um, through someone else doing the bidding of Tamara, including who I called the L.A. douche. But, you know, I take it back. After Jesse's character had a little more screen time, I I was a little too harsh on Jesse. Yeah, poor guy. He just moved here from L.A., just went to a party. (laughs) I think what happened was that made me feel like he was douchey was he just kind of 
cut in and invited himself to to the party and then when they were they were at the cd motel he's like oh yeah you guys really know how to party he was really like getting off on the I don't think he was, I don't think he was getting off on it. I think he was just trying to make con- like awkward high school conversation. Like, oh, wow, you guys really know how to party. Right. So, well, I, I misread it. So, you know, I apologize to him. So he his character ended up being OK. You know, yeah. he was he was uh, loyal to his friend and tried to help the situation and kind of cl- kept a clear head. For the most part. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, he was stabbed a few times, I think like four or five times. After our two jocks die, uh, they have to go to the hospital. For They're some... in the hospital. They yeah. go to the hospital because the Mrs. Natali was whisked away to the hospital. Yep. Uh, so, of course, Chloe, Jesse, Keisha and the teacher, they all load up in the car and they go to the hospital. Everyone ends up at the hospital. They're yeah. all at the hospital And Tamara now. finds out they're at the hospital because she touches one of the cops and she can just kind of figure She's stuff like, out. where are they? She's hell bent on finding Mrs. Natoli and finishing her off so she can be with her true love, Mr. Mm-hmm. Natoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Keisha, who is still under the beguilement of Tamara, she comes to and she is coming after chloe and she's got some moves too she's like wielding a cookie pan and a scalpel and yeah she's wildly flailing she's gonna hit something (laughs) she's wiry she's small but wiry and then they they run from her and end up in the kitchen of the hostel it's shut down and they're like let's split up immediately and they do (laughs) keisha finds jesse and is trying to shove his head into a fryer that would have been a cool death but we didn't get that we just get uh shanked to the back and then he dies in the hospital which is just really sad for his character yeah because it's like you know he's trying so hard not to have his face burned off by french fry oil and so he's shanked like four times in the gut (laughs) and that's when chloe finally comes over and she's like oh no stop it keisha she she does not end up dying well i'll save that explanation for a little bit later but you know as far as my predictions i i got um four fifths of a point there because i had four out of the five of the characters who i had mentioned you lumped a lot into that one i did because i just was just like this movie's not gonna do anything too crazy so i'm just gonna make my predictions like super basic and yeah right so for those four that died in that one prediction it was sean patrick jesse and who is the fourth one dad dad yeah Yeah. i had keisha on there as well but i you know i called her terrible hat lady because i didn't know the names of the characters in the first half saying the names Yeah. yeah sometimes when you're watching movies you don't figure out who's who until the second half of the movie yeah so yeah, so. four fifths of a point for that. Four fifths of a point. Nice. All right, pretty <laughs> this good. This is gonna force me to have to do some <laughs> math when I'm tallying up my my points. Yeah. Uh, and then I had going to survive Chloe and Teach. Chloe does survive. So that's half a point. Teach, unfortunately, because in our final not. showdown, we end up on the roof of the hospital. Tamara in her red dress. It's not a red dress. And she has a bodyguard. It's a black mini skirt and a red, tight red top. Well, I don't know. I just saw red. She's like walking around in heels and red. Lots of red. Yeah. So on the roof, we have Mr. and Mrs. Anatoly, Chloe, Tamara, and her cop bodyguard who's under her spell. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's about to go touch Chloe or she touches Chloe to like, you know, beguile her. And she flashes back to chloe having done nothing wrong just uh totally supporting tamra like don't bother her she's a nice person yeah, let's lay not... off tamra yeah. tamra's like what you're actually not evil that changes all of my plans yeah so that makes her ugly again so then she's like dead tamra for a little bit but then yeah. she snaps back out of it because she's like oh wait hold on i'm evil 
I still have powers. What yeah. am I doing? I'm still a powerful being. And so <laughs> she tells Mr. Natoli, no, this spell can't end until we are together. That's the way it works. He's we like, are bound. We're by the bound spell. together until you die. And Mr. Natoli wastes no time. He turns around and says, I love you to his wife and jumps off the roof. And grabs Tamara and jump off the roof. So, you know, he, he maybe he just saw the exorcist and he's like, I know how to end this. I'm yeah. going to do the Father Karras thing. And you know what? There is no sniveling, no wasting of time and yeah, tears. He and he's just like, I'm going to do it. It's the only way. Yeah, I was OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. It really ended the movie quick. So. Yeah. I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like the the teacher. I, I thought he was a weird. Character. He was OK. So, yeah. Teacher dies. So you get half a point for that. So half a point. So, yeah. I, already I have to convert fractions to you figure do. out. Yeah. This is going to be <laughs> rough. Yeah. Um, so zero points on the reversing the love spell. And I think you got zero on that as well. Zero for the Carrie Ray style. I was hoping for that. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah. And so I have a point for the main jock dying, a point for Patrick dying, a point for Chloe living, no point for my wobber of reversing the love spell and no point for Keisha bad hat girl dying <laughs> because in the end we pan over to the car. Wait, this kind of ties in with the my last prediction. Oh, yeah. So, OK, so my last prediction was that Tamara will appear to wink or flinch in a way to make it seem like she's not dead at the very end of the movie for the credits roll. And that doesn't happen with Tamara. That happens with Keisha. Yeah. And so this ties into my no point here where, yeah, we see the love spell book in the back of the car and Keisha's hands grab the book. No, her nubby hands. Yeah. Her bandage ridden bitten finger nubby hands. That's what hands. I was going to say. How do we know they're Keisha's hands? Because they're all bandaged. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> First of all, yeah, I, it's clear that we forgot about Keisha. I thought maybe she had just survived the ordeal and then it's just like, oh, I'm better now. You know, I'm going yeah. to get help, going to maybe deal with my my bullying and, you know, I learned a lesson and all that. My bullying, but my eating disorder. Yeah. yeah but, but instead no. it's just like, yeah, she grabs the book. Why? <laughs> Because she wants to do a love spell. Who's she going to do the love spell Who on? Who knows? Whoever she Who's wants. Left? Yeah. She's, maybe she likes Chloe. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like, didn't Chloe and Keisha have a moment? Oh, no, no. Keisha and Tamara had a moment. Yeah. Well, she had a lot of moments. So, point totals on predictions. I scored a whopping and i had to do math for this and convert fractions because of that four fifths nonsense yeah i scored one and three tenths of a point wow yes so i got four fifths of a point for my who's going to die prediction mm -hmm. and i got half a point for who's going to survive everything yeah. else was wrong interesting so you can check my math on that i converted fractions and i came up with one and three tenths of a point well it's like one and a third yeah. That's pretty good. One and a third, pretty nice. I yeah. got a nice even three. <laughs> three. See, uh, see, if I would have just used my first prediction and those, you know, my five predictions would have been like, um, Sean's going to die. Patrick's going to die. Jesse's going to die. Dad's going to die. I and even if I would have said that Tamara or Chloe or whoever, like I could have possibly gotten four points. You probably could have. But yeah. I thought those were would have been rather boring predictions. How dare you? That's exactly <laughs> what I did. No, you only had three of those. <laughs> no, I do. I was like, main jock dies, girlfriend dies, Patrick dies, Chloe lives. And then my whopper. Yeah. I had my bonus kudos like next to it. 
But you had exp- explanations of how they were going to die yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Credo. I didn't have any of that. I didn't. Yeah, I I thought it would be fun to kind of try to reveal some plot points because yeah. I, I felt like these terrible characters were just going to die. Yeah. None of my bonus kudos came true. So, yeah. oh, well, if this were an episode of a TV show, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But as a movie, I would say it was I wasn't super uh, impressed. I would give it the benefit of the doubt because it's clearly a low budget movie. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it it was OK. I really liked Tamara in the first half. In the second half, I liked her less, but I liked some of the other characters a little bit more. Who did you like a little bit more? Jesse, for sure, because yeah. I, I feel like I misjudged Jesse. So I was like, all right, Jesse I... just seems like this guy who got mixed up in this for no reason at all, just because he invited himself to a party. Yeah. So. He's just trying to be confident and make friends. He was new. Right. So that was kind of unfortunate for yeah, him. Yeah. I love the scene at the party when. Tamara beguiles Patrick and Sean and she goes over to the dance floor and dances with both of them very seductively. And Jesse's just watching like, shoot, what do I do? Chloe and Keisha went to the bathroom <laughs> together and now I'm here by myself. I don't know what to do. And he's just like looking around like, does anybody see this? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jesse. Tamara also, it's like she didn't really kill anyone. She just kind of touched people and revealed their dark secret and then made them do her bidding. Yeah. And, and I will say, I mean, she targeted some pretty bad people. So like no harm, no foul there. So I was thinking as like they're revealing all the bad things that like how bad Patrick was, how bad Sean was and daddy. Like these are terrible people. If they were to do my whopper and reverse the love spell and wake up like, oh, it didn't happen. I'm like, no, they have to go to jail. Those people are horrible <laughs> beings. So I guess like once all, once that was all revealed, I'm like, well, they can't really reverse this now because they have to stay dead. Those yeah. are bad people. And Keisha, she was guilty of bullying, but maybe not much else other than that. I mean, I think Keisha had her own issues that she was dealing with, which not an excuse for bullying, but could have a hand, you know, just like she has low self-esteem. So when you have low self-esteem, often it's the bulliers that have the lowest self-esteem. And that's why they are bullies. Yeah. And then the teacher, he didn't really do anything wrong. I think maybe he should have been more aware that the student had obviously had a crush and was trying to make moves on him. Yeah. But he, he kind of let it happen a little bit. I didn't really uh, enjoy that character too much. Yeah. He, he could have done. So I don't know what he could have done there. And the actor who plays Mr. Natoli is Matthew Marsden. And in this movie, he does kind of look like James Marsden. So we were thinking like, oh, is he the brother of James Marsden? Yeah, they he's must not. be brothers. We looked it up. Yeah, he's <laughs> I was not. convinced they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody else in the cast, I didn't really recognize any of them. It looks like Tamara played by Jenna Dewan. She was in some of those early aughts dance movies like Step Up. So uh, she's a model, a dancer and an actress yeah um, she was the love interest of channing tatum and step up should we get it onto the award ceremony yeah. all right all right let's start with the golden gut who or what gets the golden gut of the film my golden gut award for tamra is gonna go to mrs natalie <laughs> natalie how do you pronounce natalie. it why is that so hard for me to say huh. okay mrs natalie you get my golden gut for tamra because you fended off two jocks who were under Tamara's spell and you killed them both. You killed them both I was, seconds before the police arrived. Yeah, I was impressed by your immediate 
springing into action, yeah, quick defending thinking. yourself, quick thinking. You went into the basement because your front door was locked, but you found a weapon immediately. That's Yeah. When she was fumbling with the front door and couldn't open it, I was like, what the heck? And then Sean does drop this one line says, we did some remodeling or something. <laughs> like, oh, so they broke in and then changed the lock so she couldn't get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. What a plan. Yeah. Good job, henchmen. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> That's a good one. You yeah. know, I didn't do my homework and do this beforehand. So I'm going to jump off of that one and say, yeah, I'm going to give it to Mrs. Natalie also. Because <laughs> that was pretty good. She <laughs> she wasn't like, oh no, how do I save myself? She did it. She sprang into action. She killed two students from her school. Yeah. I think she even suspected they were like under a spell and she killed them anyway. Yeah, she does. Well, she was defending herself. So, you know, what she could she to. do? Yeah. I, I was close to giving my golden gut to Tamara. But as the movie went along, Tamara was just kind of walking around. Yeah. She's a little <laughs> misguided after a certain point. She was just like walking with her bodyguard. And yeah. really, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, though. You know, Golden Gut goes to Mrs. Natoli. Who gets your best intestine? The best intestine award is for the best, saddest, or most gut-wrenching death. Yeah, for me, it's pretty easy. The best intestines goes to Jesse. To Jesse? Yeah, okay. saddest death because he tries so hard to not, his, to not get his face melted off by fry oil. And instead, he gets, like, shanked, shanked four times. And then they're in the hallway of the hospital. No one is around, apparently, to help him in the hospital. It's after hours. Yeah, he slumps to the floor, and Chloe's like, I'm going to go get help. And he's like, no, don't bother. Just stay with me for the next few seconds before I die. Yeah. Uh, and he does. So... And he like has this like little sweet sputtering moment where he's like, you're a good girl, Chloe. Just <laughs> I should have told you that sooner. And I was kind of like, you should have told her that she's a good girl sooner. Those weren't good last words, but I still felt bad for him because he had to think quick because he was dying. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Jesse. Poor Jesse. So who gets your best intestines? My best intestine award goes to who I think had the most brutal death. Uh, and that's going to be Roger, the AV nerd. Oh, yeah. He in front of the whole school on the school broadcast system, cut off his own ear, cut off his own tongue and then stabbed himself in the eye. That was I forgot about that, but that was a really <laughs> good death scene. And I'm kind of like, they kind of went downhill after That's that. what I'm saying. That's why I couldn't give my golden gut to Tamara because she started off so strong. She did. She was busy. And then she's just walking around like the rest of the She movie. got busy. She was flirting with boys. She got all this like <laughs> new attention. She had to go to a party. That's she had to get ready. Yeah. Had to kill her dad. So, I yeah. mean, she had a lot going on. So I think it makes sense that she started strong out the gate because she had more time. Yeah. And, you know, I think Roger also, he he got a bit of a, a bum rap. Um, yeah. He was selfish in that he was thinking more about his scholarship rather scholarship. than helping or saving Tamara or at least like doing the right thing and reporting it to the police yeah. so he met his end in the worst possible way yeah. in, in the film you know that's a good one forgot about him Poor roger <laughs> yeah that's the thing most forgettable because it happens right in the beginning yeah i mean we did take a break halfway through we the did. movie so our fault <laughs> yeah the next award is for the second kidney which character living or dead would you have come back in a sequel or spinoff well, I mean, at the end, we do get Keisha grabbing the book. So she is the most likely candidate. Why not? Let's bring Keisha back. So the title to the sequel is called Tamara 2, Keisha. Yeah, Tamara 2, Keisha. 
and her hat is bigger. It's more bulbous. Yeah, bigger and bulbous. Yeah. Keisha. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll get to develop her character a little bit more because when Tamara touched her face and they did the flashback, all they showed was her hat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that was her greatest sin. She didn't like, didn't show her doing anything or saying anything bad. It just showed a crow and her hat. (laughs) (laughs) Something with the crow. Okay. Okay. This could be interesting. Yeah. So maybe her in the, in Tamara 2, Keisha the Keisha story. We'll get some crows. The crows are her minions. Or it could be called Keisha from the book of Tamara. Yeah. Keisha from the book of Tamara. Yeah. I like that. Yep. So my vote's for Keisha. All right. How about you? What gets your second kidney? My second kidney award is going to go to Miss Natoli mm. because she's such a badass that I think the spinoff or the sequel could maybe be an action flick yeah. where she goes around realizing that she has this like newfound power and confidence and she becomes kind of like a vampire slayer. So oh. she's kind of like a like a witch hunter. So she's like Buffy, but also like Xena warrior princess. Yeah, she's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really think Xena warrior princess, but I'd like that idea. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. I like giving <laughs> Mrs. Natoli more screen time because in the end, um, <laughs> it just shows Chloe and Mrs. Natoli sitting on some hospital beds and Mrs. Natoli like takes a Tylenol or something. She's just like looking all down. She's not sad <laughs> at all about her she's, husband dying. She's kind of bummed. <laughs> she's, yeah. <laughs> she's kind of bummed out and... And Chloe's like, well, we know who the real hero was. Buck up, Mrs. Natoli. Your husband <laughs> was a hero. She's like, yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. And finally, what would you give the axe? What one element or character would you cut from the film? Um, Let's see. I think that's pretty obvious for me. I would cut that big, giant, bulbous hat from Aww. Keisha's head. I know that's her signature. It's her signature. And it's going to play a big part in your spinoff sequel. But in my <laughs> spinoff sequel, that's gone. That's where the crow has to hide. That's true. Actually, that's a good point. There's <laughs> a crow under that hat. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Damn it. Do I need to change my answer? You got to bring the hat back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to stick to my gut here. All right. And stick to your gut. In my version of the of this movie, the axe is going to that disgusting hat. Yeah. Make Keisha a little cooler. Get rid of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my axe goes to, you know, I didn't really like the whole subplot that Tamara's mom left her because dad was a pervert alcoholic because I was just like, what the heck mom, why would you leave your daughter with this pervert alcoholic? Yeah. And they're like, not even blaming the mom at all. They're like, well, no wonder why she left because you were a pervert alcoholic. So you're giving the ax to the mom. I'm giving the ax to the mom. Just be like, (laughs) you're giving an ax to the character. It's not even in the movie. (laughs) Love it. I didn't like that. I didn't like blaming the mom for Tamara being with the dad. Yeah. (laughs) I would prefer that the mom died, not left. (laughs) So my ax goes to the mom that we only saw in a picture and the poster. All right. So in the poster, we see Tamara looking hot with her tight red sweater and really short black skirt and an ax. In the hallway of her school, how would you rate this poster? I'll give the poster like a like a B. Yeah. Um, Revenge has a killer body. Tamara. Uh, it's very 
circa 2005 it so is. it's very fitting yeah and i like her um her pose and yeah. she's holding the fireman's axe which really she confident. only got to hold for a few seconds of the end honestly of the film. chloe held the axe more yeah. and then tamar walked up to her and grabbed it and smacked her on the head with it yeah but i i like the attitude she's got here and i like this sort of like red and black uh cohesion so yeah. you know it's cool. It looks like some early 2000s Photoshop and cool model pose. Yeah, it is a cool model pose. Very competent. Yeah, according to the IMDb tidbits, Tamara was the only person that could have red in the whole movie. So mm. they omitted red from everything else in the movie and they only let Tamara have red. So you're not getting a tattoo. No, I'm not getting a tattoo. I, and I probably wouldn't put it in my podcasting room. Would you allow yourself to have a sticker? Yeah, I'll have a I'll have a sticker. It wouldn't be on anything. It'd probably just like be in a shoebox, <laughs> you know. But I'd I'd have it. I would get a Tamara sticker and put it on an axe. I'm right next to your it. Jack Torrance pick, uh, sticker on the axe. Yeah, I would any any iconic horror figure that has an axe or wields an axe gets to go on my axe. <laughs> now I have to go buy an axe. Yeah, and then you can give the axe the axe. No, I would keep that axe. Which is one of our awards. So actually, yeah, you know, we didn't give the axe to the axe, so... I would never give the axe to the axe. I love that axe. <laughs> I actually wish that the axe was more present and didn't just wasn't just used to bop Chloe on the head. Overall blockbuster rating, is this going to be a staff pick, a main shelf, a bargain bin, or a back alley dumpster? You know, we bought it in a four pack um, and it was sort of a bargain bin buy. So I think that is pretty apt and I think that's where this movie belongs. I would say that if you are a fan of high school, this sort of like, you know, high school slasher and you've run out of movies to watch, then this could be like a, like a nice, um, deep cut, you know, like, a something to watch with some friends while you're having drinks and kind of laugh at it a little bit. It was, it was more entertaining than I initially expected, but it wasn't good. You know, so yeah, it's a bargain it's like, bin for me. Like you've already coursed through all the Final Destination movies and <laughs> you're like, well, I kind of want to watch a high school slasher ish. This one, Tamara, pop it on. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's worth the watch for sure. Um, it's, it's definitely more of a deep cut. It's a smaller budget film, like I've said before. So, you know, you got to give it a little bit of leeway. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it for all those reasons. However, my blockbuster shelf has some other ones that I need to make room for. It's getting full. Yeah. 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 So, Mm -hmm. you know, I might, uh, if I was feeling feisty, put it on like the bottom row of the main shelf. Wait, is the bargain bin like for purchasing or is it like, these are all a dollar to rent? Who knows? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If my bargain bin is like for people to rent for a dollar, then yeah, I would put it in the bargain bin so people could give Tamara a chance. <laughs> but if it's a bargain bin so they can like buy it for a dollar, then no, I'm keeping it. It's mine. Can't have it. What? So, oh, you're selling your own personal collection at Blockbuster? I thought that's what bargain bin was. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking the bargain bin should be for renting something for a dollar, like dollar rentals. So you want it back? I want it back. Okay. But if they happen to like keep it, and they don't mind being charged late fees, then fine. Well, just because you have it at Blockbuster doesn't mean you only have one copy of it. Maybe you have a thousand copies of this movie. I would not have a thousand (laughs) copies of Tamara. It's taking up too much space. Okay, fine. Maybe you have 20 copies of the movie. 
I probably have two copies of Tamra. Okay. And it's going in my rent for a dollar bargain bin. You just make it seem like the movies that are in at your blockbuster are part of your personal collection. They are. <laughs> this is my <laughs> That's pers- a mom and pop shop. That's yeah. not a blockbuster. I called it a buster block. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have to rethink this whole uh, blockbuster. Uh, I know. I'm th- rethinking my, my store, my franchise. Yeah. Yeah. My slogan's going to be rewind, be kind. <laughs> rewind and be kind. Uh, so bargain bin to rent only, not yeah. purchase. Yeah. And did you learn anything from watching Tamara? Don't pick on the mousy girl who is secretly a model. She is going to seek revenge on you. She's yeah. going to touch your face and make you love her and do your bidding. That's very detailed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just don't pick on anyone. Rewind, be kind. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a rating. Or you can send us an email at guidedhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. We would like to hear your thoughts on Tamara. Yeah, and check out our Patreon. We have a bonus episode up on there. And if it sounds like something you'd be interested in hearing, then give us a whirl. Yes, uh, our bonus episode is about the movie Dead Alive. So we do a in-depth discussion about uh, our history with Dead Alive and about the film itself. It's a good time. Yeah. Go and check that out. Thank you for watching and or listening. This has been another episode of Gutted. Gutted.